2: This is Smokin' Joe's Driving Range, presented by PGA Tour Superstore. Here are your hosts, Smokin' Joe Pogi and Mulligan Matt Musel on Houston's Sports Leader, Sports Radio 610. Good morning, Houston. Rock and Roll is here to stay. We're here, we're there, we're everywhere, thanks to the World Wide Web. You can find us at www.smokin'joe'sdrivingrange.com, and there's no gene smokin'. And I'm Smokin' Joe.
3: I'm Mulligan Matt. How we doing? Happy New Year.
2: Happy New Year. I'm Bobby Beats. Happy New Year, people!
4: <laughs> all right, Bobby. Bobby, Beats,
2: Bobby, blah, 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 Bobby Beats, Happy New Year, everybody. I hope everybody had a good holiday season. Oh yeah, I did. I did. We got some and time off, you,
3: boss. Thanks for that.
2: And I hope you all gave a good, quick kick in the ass to 2020 as it went out the door.
3: <laughs> yeah, as if 2021 is off to a great start. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, we're not going to go into much detail about that, but uh, it was a. Uh, I agree with one of our senators, uh, Franklin D. Roosevelt's famous line back in December of 47, that this day will go down in infamy. Well, we now have three days that are down in infamy. Pearl Harbor, the 9-11, and then yesterday, the ignorant attack on our Capitol with our Senate and House on a day that should have been a day of pride of election of a president and uh We're not a political show, but uh, hopefully everybody in America understands that no individual is bigger than the United States. No party is bigger than the United States. And the best thing about the United States, we are one. And we need to come together.
3: That was disgraceful. And uh, hopefully people will learn something from this and we can move forward. If they don't, then we're going to continue to have chaos. But yeah, let's talk about good stuff. Hey, we've got... uh, uh, some special guests on here today, Smoking and Joe.
2: Well, we do. We've got a couple of interesting people. We've got Sammy Haston. He's uh, uh, the gentleman that was on Swinging Sammy, golf pro, up at uh, 218 in the Cypress area, the King win area. He's coming on because I had an interesting conversation with him. You know, I've been so frustrated with my game all year. I said, could it be that they fitted me wrong with my clubs? Hmm. And I'm not going to give anything away, but we're going to ask him about it. But the thing that drove me amazing over the holidays I made my first trip to the PGA Superstore in Katy. Wow.
3: Now, now, have you been to the one in the
2: Woodlands? I've not been to any. This is my favorite. I, oh. I was a virgin.
3: Oh, my gosh. It's yes. like, uh, yeah, that's the thing. Rachel let me set foot in there, and it was uh, got a little crazy. But well, yeah, we went. Fantastic, aren't they?
2: It was unbelievable. We went, and uh, here's what's really crazy. It's like that that storybook story that you always read about. And the covers were bare. They were sold out of almost everything. The oh, wow. When did was, you
3: go? When did you go?
2: We went to the Katy PG Superstore. We went last um, Friday. And, oh, after
3: Christmas. So,
2: Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, no, they said the challenge was there's a couple of things. A, it's the timeframe between Christmas and when the new clubs come out, because they don't send any of the new clubs out until February. Hmm. But more importantly the pandemic everybody's going in and buying clubs mm. the clubs i was interested in they can get to me the third week of february
3: that's about right because everything i thought you know well you as you know we remodeled our kitchen and uh, the different parts of the house during the height of the pandemic everything was delayed we found out everything we were ordering was was delayed 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 we still have christmas gifts that haven't arrived we ordered those in november and yeah. it's for our daughter and our stepdaughter but they still haven't arrived i mean it's that's just how it goes
2: it's just it's just incredible but uh, but let's do this well i got a of good stuff to talk about so let's get into good stuff before we get into uh into the golf world which is great because the tournament has kicked off or back into the season uh football uh mm-hmm. well this has a little golf to do with, uh <laughs> One of the guys I've been really impressed with this year has been the quarterback for the Buffalo Bills, Josh Allen. Yeah. And annually, some make it a story, some don't, but a lot of times the quarterbacks, especially at teams that have done well, give gifts to the linemen. Yes. So the offensive linemen this year for the Buffalo Bills received a set of Callaway Woods, Irons, Odyssey Putter, bag, and personalized name tag, personalized golf balls, and lessons with the head pro at Craig Byrne Golf Club, which is located right next to the practice facility.
3: Okay, now that's awesome. Now, of course, Deshaun Watson presented all of his linemen, you know, very fancy schmancy watches. And that's cool, too, because they're supposed to watch out for him. But, yeah, I like the, uh, you know, it's all about uh, team building and camaraderie. But, uh, yeah, how about that? So, Josh, obviously, is an avid golfer.
2: Yes, he's a very avid golfer. He's supposed to be very good. So, And then this week or today, today, playoff football starts. You've got three games today, three games tomorrow. Uh, I, I guess if you take the home teams, the one team I think that's going to get beat would be Washington. I think Tampa Brady's going to go in and go, hello. Uh, I'm trying yeah, to think. The, uh, the Rams and the Seahawks could be a pretty interesting game. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't see a whole lot of upsets. Yeah. You know?
3: But uh, I think the uh, the expanded playoff roster is probably going to stick after this. It could we could have a seventeen game regular season after this. I mean, who knows what tomorrow holds? Let alone what holds for next football season? Because uh, you know, at this time last year, we had heard some. You know, if you paid attention, you'd heard some. Some, some talk about some virus, you know, other part of the world. So who knows, you know, like I always say, I don't know what's going to happen. A year ago, my commute to work was 25 minutes. Now it's 25 steps, actually less than 25 steps. So (laughs) now difference for me is I do go, I think you do too. I go in and out. I'm in and out of the station. I go in there three times a week, um, because there's just things you got to take care of. Yeah. But uh, I mean, the this office world office is ever changing, Joe, as you know. Let's appreciate and uh, hold our loved ones every day, and and keep moving forward. How about your U of H Cougars, buddy? I mean, the Texans are getting a lot of run because they've got a new general manager and a new head coach will be here in the next week or so. But uh, your U of H Cougars going through it a little bit. You know, Caleb Mills is a tremendous talent. He leaves the team, but. Uh, I think these guys are just going to keep on keeping on.
2: Well, they're 9-1, and and if you look at this year, Caleb had severe problems. He started the season with bad ankles. Then he got COVID. So he was all of a sudden, he's quarantined for three weeks. This is a kid. He's, you know, he's about 1,500 miles from home. Last year, when you're into a full basketball deal, you don't have time to think about going home. When you're alone and no one's there and there's no mom's chicken soup to make you feel better or anything – starts weighing on you and all of a sudden, you know, it, it's the hats off to him. He's a great kid. Wherever he goes, he's going to do really well. Uh, but I'll tell you what I really want to see is we get closer to March. And sometimes you don't want to wish for certain things, but I think this would be so good for the state of Texas. I want to see the Houston Cougars play the Texas Longhorns. Mm. I mean, I don't What's know that? if you saw what Texas did to Kansas at Kansas last week. Oh, yes, I did. But that was a – Butt kicking. And uh, you know, so college basketball March Madness is only about seven weeks away. Uh, it's gonna be exciting. They're all gonna do it up in Indiana, so it's gonna be exciting. Yep, sounds so, like it. And we've got the big football game on Monday night, we hope. There has been some COVID rumors, but I think they've got them squashed down. But uh, mm-hmm. I think that'll be a I think that'll be a much better game than a lot of people think. Uh, but let's talk golf. Let's do First it. First of all, happy birthday to Tiger Woods, forty five. 45.
3: How's that possible? Well, it's possible because we've gotten older
2: too. Yes, we have. Uh, (laughs) 45, and I forecast a top five finish in the Masters.
3: I like that. Yeah, I I believe that. that. I mean, Uh, uh, watching uh, watching his son, you know, mimicking his swing, that was amazing in the father-son event. And uh, you know how it is when you're – helping someone do something, you're instructing someone in a certain skill, you actually pay attention to your own skills and get better. You know, teaching pros will will tell us that on the show here. Well, I think that's, I think that's going to be reflected in Tiger's game, you know? So yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to that.
2: Uh, You know what they say, the rich get richer, the poor get poorer. Well, John Rob definitely got richer as he signed a multi-year deal with Callaway for his clothes, his clubs, his golf balls. Uh, it's it's I, I just have no idea. And, you know, beginning probably this weekend, you're going to see John Rom all over TV promoting the new Callaway driver. I just, I mean, it's just going to be uh, anyway. In fact, it was Good pretty amazing you. what they assigned to announce it. They had like a news conference that was hosted by Phil Collins. Who's a Callaway guy. Good and an you. Arizona state guy, which they will both. I was
3: going to say, yeah, uh, that's great. Um, uh, and what's amazing? I got a new Callaway driver a year ago, and already it's two models behind.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, thumbs up That's to the Wayne. The, the Wayne, the Great One, Gretzky scored his first hole in one on New Year's Eve at the Sherwood Country Club out in L.A. And uh, he had the lovely and talented wife on the uh, on there some with him. So that was a lot of fun. Uh, serious- yeah, that
3: family. You know, that family has a lot of fun. Things are going well for DJ and the whole family. That's great.
2: Well, if you eliminated all financial responsibility in my life. I could have a lot more fun as well. I mean, think exactly. about think, think exactly. that family's worth. Uh, big, big news. This really came out, this really surprised me. LPGA Commissioner Juan is stepping down this year. Hmm. I mean, this is the guy that saved that tour. I mean, he restructured it. He he took them for scratching their heads, wondering if they're going to play golf, to now they're playing around the world for purses bigger than ever. So, I don't know if he feels that I've accomplished my goals. It's time to give it and put it in somebody else's hands. Mm. Similar to what Fincham did with the PGA. Yeah. But So, big news what there. Is the,
3: yeah, you never know. Where is that located now? Where's headquarters?
2: Ah, uh, boy, you just to me a curve. I want say In Florida, I think. Yeah, I think it's in you Florida. You know,
3: it was so great when it was out at Sweetwater there for a few years. And, uh, when you know, when the U.S. Open was here for women – That was the big talk, as you know, is trying to get the LPGA back here in Houston some way. So I'd love to see them reorganize their schedule and and get us back on the calendar.
2: Well, we're running late, looking great. And by the way, if you're not doing anything tonight, you got primetime golf with the Century Tournament of Champions out in Hawaii, which has been expanded. It's not just the champions. They expanded anybody that was in the Tournament of Champions over... At uh, yeah. Atlanta to make a full field. But we're running late. We're coming up. We got Sammy Hansen with the teaching pro, followed by Doug Burrow from the Wilderness and Jonathan Disney at the University of Houston Golf Coach. I'm Smoking Joe. I'm Mulligan Matt. I'm Bobby Beats. <laughs> and this is Smoking Joe's <laughs> Driving Range right here in CBS <laughs> Sports <laughs> Radio 650. Smoking Joe's Driving Range, you can find everything you want to know about the show, including past interviews, right there at www.smokingjoe'sdrivingrange.com. And that's Mm -hmm. smoking without the G.
3: Yeah,
2: you know, you go back to last year, we had a lot of fun, a lot of great guests on, but there's one that had more energy than probably only one pro golfer in the city has more energy than him, and that's a guy by the name of Jason Alexander.
3: (laughs) You
2: look under Red Bull, and there's a picture of Jason, but right next to him is this guy, Swinging Sammy. Golf Pro Extraordinaire, Sam, how are you today?
3: Hey, Sammy. How, are you doing?
5: how about you guys?
3: They're great. I we're see you driving great. around the highways today. Say it again? I see you're driving somewhere on the highways and byways
2: today.
5: I am always going somewhere. When you're high in demand, you're always in the move.
2: Now, <laughs> on Facebook the other day, I see you doing videos from Wildcats.
5: Yes, sir. I get out there. Uh, I play with a couple of my clients uh, every once in a while. We'll do some on-course assessments, and they'll invite me to do some customer outings. I do some corporate outings here and there uh, when they've got customers they want to smooth and get out there. And I'll play with a round of golf and do assessments with their customers, and kind of get them give them a chance to kind of play with a pro and just make the more of more of a, the day than just a round of golf.
3: Well, it's you like know the just, best, Joe. I know you've done this. The best teaching method is playing with a pro that's the best way to get a lesson right
5: they get a lot out of it you know i mean most of these guys that that are kind of the weekend warriors a lot of them they're not going to get out and practice much but you know if you're not going to go through a a, you know an overhaul in your golf swing and you're not going to really make a lot of changes the the best way to improve is just to kind of have an assessment and have somebody talk to you more about some of the course management issues you've got just rethinking like your strategies around the golf course and maybe showing you a few little techniques to improve some of your scoring shots around the greens and stuff like that. I mean, that's what your, your part-time golfer, your corporate outing golfer, that's what they're going to get more out of picking your brain than, you know, regular swing lessons.
2: We're on the phone with Sammy Heston, the swinging, swinging, Sammy golf coach. I've kind of fallen in love with his Facebook uh, videos and all his comments. You know, if you come into wildcat, all you got to do is, there- is go a few more miles. You can be down here at Quell Valley. Then I can come out and harass you in person.
5: <laughs> hey, I'm, hey, I love that. We
2: got oh. to set that up. Well, let us know when you you got a time available. Fridays is usually – the weekends and Fridays and uh, sometimes the Tuesday and Wednesday afternoons. But, uh, you know, last week I called I, – I emailed you and I said, hey, listen, I have been struggling since I got these clubs. I got fitted, blah, blah, blah. Is it possible that you could be misfitted? But I go up to PGA Superstore and you said, absolutely. So I went up there and they put me into the, at the PGA Superstore, they put me into the machine and I had a swing speed of like about, I was averaging about 9900 miles an hour. Not bad for a 64 year old guy. Okay. Okay. Uh, But the guy sits, he goes, you should not be in stiff. So he gets some different clubs, you know, putting me in them and everything. They're regular. And uh, all of a sudden, I started hitting it a lot more consistent, a lot far more distance, but also I went to a regular shaft. My speed went up. So how does all that explain this to me? What's going on?
5: Well, you know, there's, uh, I was a close special with Mizuno for years and, you know, there's so much more that, that go into, a, you know, a shaft makeup structurally as to how a shaft's going to fit you. I mean, there's, you know, with, there's, it's a lot more than just checking your swing speed. Now, years ago, you know, you'd go and you'd get on a launch monitor and they'd see your swing speed and they see that you're in, you know, this swing speed range from 75 to 85 or 85 to 95, so on and so forth. But, you know, when you look at, you know, transition, the way a player transitions, the way they release the golf club, how they release the golf club. I mean, you're, you're going to make a shaft do something different than someone else that's got your same swing speed. So I mean, for years, Freddie Couples was playing Tom Watson's wife's three-wood in the 90s. I mean, it was the ladies' shaft three-wood. But, you know, you look at a player like a Nick Price, who's got a real quick transition. His swing looks faster than a player like an Ernie Els or a Freddie Couples, but he, he's loading – he maybe not have the swing speed, but he loads the shaft a lot more than a player that's got a slower tempo, a lot slower transition like an Ernie Els type of player – you know, it, there's so much that goes into that. So when a player gets fitted just by swing speed, sometimes it can have an adverse effect to what they're doing with, you know, the shot dispersion.
2: By the way, Sammy, I walked out with yeah. some Mizuno clubs.
5: Yeah, Mizuno's yeah. great.
2: Well, here's the crazy thing all the clubs I wanted, which was a set of Mizuno, there's some titles, the ones I wanted, six to seven weeks back order. They had nothing, in the, they had nothing. The cupboards were bare. There was nothing for sale. They couldn't because of the pandemic and everything. Uh, yeah. So I sat there and go, wait a minute. I'm not going to be waiting six or seven weeks for these clubs to get in because A, I can go up in two or three weeks and look at new equipment. And then uh, B, I said, what do you got in used? So he showed me. He goes, oh, I got these. They're just and they're the Mizzou. So I got these Mizzou. And I saw the difference right away on next last Saturday. Uh, <laughs> one last question before we let you go. You know they 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 teed off yeah. over Hawaii at Kapalua, and Bryson DeChambeau okay. has made the statement that he wants to get to 210 mile an hour swing speed. I know that That's he can do crazy. it. I know that he can do it, but is it is it really worth trying to get to that?
5: I just you know, To me, I I just don't understand. I mean, there, I mean, it's to each his own. You know, uh, from a swing speed standpoint. I worry about what it's going to do to a player's body, um, you know, over a period of time with him being in his twenties. I mean, he's going to be able to to put his body through some things that he may not feel the effects of until he gets a little bit older. But, you know, I, when, when you're looking at the course makeups and what you're playing, I mean, I just really don't see the need to, you know, when you're already hitting, you know, mid irons or irons into par fives, what's, what's, what's the use of trying to, you know, risk, Injury or, or you know something that won't help your longevity in the game to just pick up a few more yards kind of thing. I mean, I, I i personally don't don't see it, but you know it's 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 something that he's kind of set his mind on. And if he's kind of obsessive about things like I tend to get, then he's just goal oriented. He's not going to stop until he reaches it. But um, you know he's you know with technology and and all the data these guys got nowadays. I mean, he's just trying to optimize. So I get it. I just, to me, I just don't buy into it for myself, or my students. Uh, I have a few people that want to pick up distance, but nobody that's trying to do anything that's unattainable for their lack of, you know, physical workouts or or anything like that. Most people just want to hit the ball in the fairway and manage their game and score better.
2: Should uh, maybe Brayson should go talk to Tiger Woods?
5: (laughs) Exactly. Well, I mean, you look at some of the things that Tiger did with his body, uh, you know, and I saw him kind of trending to some of those – habits last year when he first got back to playing again and you can see he's dialed his swing back down now the last couple of events he's been on tv but uh i mean his drive range tempo has always been great it's just when he gets on that golf course he has that little bit of extra gear he kicks into but you know the body is it, it's already an unnatural movement to swing golf up so when you start to try to do things crazy to kind of push and optimize i mean that's where you may not feel it now but you, you could be doing some damage to, to your body that you'll definitely feel later and you're in the, you're going to eventually probably have to change your swing to work around an injury or work around something you've done to it wear and tear wise but I uh I, I've always kind of gone to Kenny Perry John Daly not not being overweight kind of look to it but I've always gone to that like what's going to help your body play into your 50s and your 60s not optimize and kill it while you're in your 20s right or not in the running backs
2: Sammy Haston, it's always yeah. a pleasure having you on. How do our sure. how do our listeners get a hold of you?
5: Uh, they can reach me uh, either on Facebook at Sammy Hance or they can reach me via cell at 281-608-6366.
2: Just give Sammy a call and he'll come to you depending on where you're at. Sammy, always a pleasure. We're going to get you back on here in a couple of weeks and talk a little bit more about golf and how the pros are doing. Thanks, Sammy.
5: Forward. Always a pleasure.
2: There you go. All right. it. I'm a, I'm a running late, looking great. I'm smoking Joe. I'm Mulligan Matt. I'm Bobby Beats. Alrighty, Smoking Joe's we, we, Driving Range right here at CBS Sports Radio 650. We'll be right back. Welcome back, Smoking Joe's Driving Range. I'm Smoking
3: yeah. Joe. I'm Mulligan Matt.
2: Bobby Beats. Yeah. yeah. Hey. Anyway. We, we,
4: we, we, we. Thanks, <laughs> what,
2: Bobby what, Beats. <laughs> One of the good things about the holidays was there's a lot of time to go out and play some golf and I was very fortunate. I made it down um, I take a really, really nice ride down to uh, Lake Jackson and I played the wilderness course and oh my goodness, let me tell you, what a gem of a golf course it was down there. That's so awesome. There. It is it's awesome amazing. Track. It's not a bad drive either.
3: You know, you go you know, you just have to plan it out. It's, you know, everyone knows Lake Jackson not that far away from whatever part of Houston you're coming right. from, even if you're up in Conroe. And you talk about a city-owned course that's taken care of and manicured. There's, there's none better, I don't think, than the wilderness. It's it's amazing.
2: It was just amazing. Great track. So I got the head honcho, the head goober smoocher, the golf man himself. <laughs> Doug Barlow on the phone with us. Good morning, Doug.
3: Hey, man. Good
2: morning, guys, and happy New Year's to all of you guys. Thank you.
3: Happy New Year to you.
2: Great track you've got there. How old is the course now? Is it about twenty years? It uh, it was it opened in two thousand and four. Jeff Brower
4: designed, so it's uh, it's going on seventeen years this spring.
2: Wow! Unbelievable golf. How do you? I mean, it's a public course and everything. What's the secret to your success in keeping such a great track? I mean, it's in great shape. And I played it. You know, I'm playing it in January, winter domain. There, you know. Well, you know, I think in the, in the municipal public daily fee sector, our
4: our winning formula has always been superior market conditioning with uh, with great service and providing a golf experience second to none in the marketplace. We've been blessed with a great partnership with the city of Lake Jackson uh, to put together such a a championship golf course uh, for the community. You know, the goal was to create an amenity for the locals and everyone around it, including the Houston marketplace. That could be an attraction point, you know, for business, for local community members, organizations and they sat down a long time ago this this project you know has been in they've they've talked about a golf course down here for many 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 years mm. um, and it finally came to fruition with the development in 2003 and opening in
2: 2004
3: you know joe i don't know uh was that your first time down there joe
2: no, I have played it before, but I don't make it on a regular basis. So it's kind of in like a bucket of cold ice water on you going, well, wait a minute. Uh, <laughs> it's, yeah,
3: but you know, when it first opened, it was kind of like going to uh, Walt Disney's uh, Wilderness Kingdom or Wild King, whatever the... They have the, the golf carts were like camo. They were camo-colored golf carts. It was like a, <laughs> an amusement ride kind of thing. It, everything, we had that wilderness theme. And I think the golf carts got wiped out in Harvey or something, Doug. You could fill us in on that. But uh, it's just amazing. I, w- I felt so bad for them after Harvey because they took a major hit. And it it's back like it was when, when it was first built. It's incredible, Joe. Oh.
4: Yeah, you know, just a couple things. Uh, we obviously, Southeast Texas, last six years, had a significant wet weather pattern. Uh, Harvey, 2017. We actually had six years of uh, flooding down here. Two years major flooding where we had fairways covered and had to do some uh, renovations to the golf course. So we took that opportunity during those really heavy storm years to improve our product, uh, make it even better coming out of the storm. We got a pretty sophisticated drainage system down here, and you know being smart in the beginning was really critical. Uh, they designed a reverse flow pump system here. We have a series of seven lakes. Uh, you know there. On some holes, they're pretty obviously they're very subtle. They, they they encompass I think 14 out of 19 holes have some water, right side, left side, or in front of you. Um, but the goal was to minimize uh, the water usage, the freshwater usage from the brown wells. It's very conservation friendly. Uh, so we, rec- we we collect all the rainwater and redistribute it. And then and when we have a lot of rainfall, we turn the pumps on as kind of a reverse flow to extract and pull some of the water from the fairways and bring them back to the ponds to try to, you know, minimize the impact to the golf course. But, yeah, along that wilderness thing, you know, that's one of the uh, main things people emphasize is the branding, the branding of the product with the, with mm-hmm. the ranch front gate. Enter into a, a magnificent, uh, efficient log cabin clubhouse with the screened-in back porch, kind of a country feel, western style. Uh, you got kind of – it's kind of like a hunter's lodge when you kind of enter yeah. in. Staff's really warm and hopefully friendly when you guys arrive and experience your, uh, you know, uh, staff out on the golf course during the round. And then the style of the golf course, you know, they used a lot of the land when they dug the seven ponds here at the golf course, they used a lot of, and redistributed a lot of that uh, dirt. And I think you guys could see the extensive earth movement. The fairways are very contoured. There's a lot of mounding. The greens are all elevated. They're very large. They're very undulated. And then the fairways, a lot of subtle side hill lies, if you notice, because we did a lot of earth movement with that dirt to control the water flow to the drainage areas to move it off faster on the golf course. So it gives you a lot of challenges. It's, it's pretty forgiving off the tees, as I tell people, but it, as you kind of get to the greens, it gets a little narrow, a little more challenging. Most of the greens are protected with the well, large Doug, let me,
2: let me interrupt you right there. Is it the eighth green that basically, depending on where you're at, you need a driver? I mean that green, There was one green that I can't believe how big it was.
4: Yeah, number seven. It's about seventy yards long front to back, so it's 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 a full wedge for some people, just from the front collar to the back collar with a lot of a lot of tiers and contours in that green.
2: I mean, it's amazing. How long does it take them to cut it?
4: <laughs> you know, we uh, we use triplex. We don't. Uh, we'll walk mow at some points in the season, but with the triplex mowers it doesn't uh it's not that long i mean it it obviously takes longer than most greens that green probably takes close to four or five minutes to mow that one out in the morning
2: wow now i've gotta i gotta let doug brag a little bit here uh we're going to talk a little bit more about this a little bit later in the show when we have the university of houston golf coach on our air jonathan dismuke but one of his players is a close warm personal friend of yours i i understand
4: oh yeah well i appreciate you bringing that up and uh yeah, I'm extremely proud uh, of my son, Jacob Barrow. He's, uh, he's been down here with me since 2011. He's a freshman at the University of Houston. Um, and I, I just got to kind of give props to Jonathan, Dismuke head coach, and Matt Fast, uh, the assistant coach. Very blessed to have my son in a program with two very developmental coaches. And I could tell about, you could quote me on this, I really believe that University of Houston in the next year or so are going to be so competitive, hyper-competitive, at the Division One level, that they'll be competing for a national championship. Because I've been around junior golf my son's whole life. He had a really successful junior career, one of the top ranked juniors in the state when he graduated. And uh, they took in a freshman class this last year that, in my opinion, is strongest in Texas. If I compare them to all the other major Texas D1 wow. schools, uh, they took in a hall of great players. Uh, And I really expect a lot of great things coming from that program and for a lot of the people in the Houston market area. So, yeah, thank you for bringing that up and keep an eye eye on University of Houston.
2: Uh, Doug, give you information to our uh, listeners. uh, If I want to get a tea time information about your charity events and events that you get going on down there, how do they get a hold of you?
4: Yeah, two ways. You can go to our website at www.thewildernessgc.com. Or they could call our golf shop, ask for Doug Barrow, 979-297-4653.
2: Doug, a pleasure having you on. You're going to see a lot of me in the new year. I love that <laughs> golf course. It's not far from Missouri City, so I'll be down there quite a bit. And uh, don't make you a stranger to the golf show, all right?
4: Joe, yes, sir. Thank you, and please come see me. Give me a call. I'd love to have you and your listeners down here for some great golf.
2: Thank all right, we'll you. be there. Doug Barrow, Thanks, he's sir. up the uh, wilderness, and – it's got two thumbs up for me, and it's a great golf course. You use every bag in the club. We're running late, looking great. I'm Smokin' Joe. I'm Mulligan Matt. I'm Bobby Beats. And this is Smokin' Joe's Driving Range on CBS Sports Radio 650. Welcome back, Smokin' Joe's Driving Range. I'm Smokin' Joe. I'm Mulligan Matt. I'm Bobby Beats. We- <laughs> well, you know, we got we to gotta explain to our new our guest, our new producer, and how we go that Bobby Beats, Bobby, Bobby, Bobby Beats. Uh, you know, this gentleman, I have, it's going to be great to talk to him because what a year. You know, we've all had to change our ways and everything, but he had to kind of change his whole career, but he also had to change the lives of about 12, 13 individuals. So please welcome University of Houston Director of Golf, Mr. Jonathan Dismute. Good morning, sir, and happy hey, new Jonathan. year. Jonathan.
1: Thanks, guys. Appreciate you guys having me on. Uh, you haven't
2: had team event since the fall of nineteen, is that right?
1: Uh, no, we played a couple of events in the spring, uh, but we um, you know we wrapped up the fall with a win and in, um, in the Bahamas, and we had a lot of momentum going into the spring and and, and played a couple of events, and then uh, got shut down um, kind of at the early part of the spring last year. So. You've
2: gone basically half a semester and a full fall semester without having a team event. Now, have you been able to have team activities and coaching and practice?
1: A little bit, not a lot. We had a uh, about a six-week uh, stretch in the fall where we were allowed to practice from October 1st to until um, about uh, mid-November. And, um, you know, we had a lot of protocols in place and things like that. But uh, we were at least, you know, kind of able to get some um, – and get some time with the guys and um, at least get a little bit of training in and skill development and a little bit of competition amongst the group.
3: How do you uh, keep the team morale up? I know Dana Holgerson and the guys over the football program, they say, I feel like all we do is practice all year long because they had so many games canceled. How do you keep everybody up, Jonathan? You're, you're, I mean, you're that motivational kind of guy anyway, but how do you do that when you can't play an event, which gets everybody excited?
1: Yeah, it's a tricky deal for sure. Um, you know, and, and, uh, you know, we, we talk a lot about just, Hey, you know, there's a lot of things that right now that are, out, that are out of our control and there's a lot of things in general that are out of our control before, before COVID. So, um, you know, the, the one thing that we can do is, uh, we can continue to sharpen our sword and, uh, you know, I, I, we, in our program, we've always stressed the importance of, um, uh, of long-term development and, 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 uh, you know, improving your skill sets and, and, you know, just doing the things that you can do on a daily basis and, and and seeing where that adds up down the road. And, uh, you know, that's probably never been more true than right now. I mean, there, there's just, you know, you know, for, for the, you know, the good or the bad of it, like we, we just don't have um, a lot of say in, in, and we, when we do get the opportunity to compete now, you know, it's kind of trending towards, you know, looking like we're, we're going to have, you know, Uh, an opportunity this spring, but, uh, but that's still out of our control. So uh, the motivation piece, uh, you know, it's gotta be much more intrinsic, uh, you know, uh, versus extrinsic. And you don't have the, uh, the, the, the carrot dangled uh, out in front of you with a, uh, you know, with a, with a chance to compete at, you know, so-and-so event. So, um, you know, you just got to take a hard look inside and say, Hey, listen, like I'm working towards something, Um, you know, it, it might not manifest itself, you know, in the short term, but, uh, but I've definitely got the opportunity to, to improve. And, uh, you know, we've just been trying to compete as much as we can within the group. Um, that's been important. Fortunately, we have a very deep, um, deep team and, and we've got a lot of guys that are very competitive. So um, that environment kind of uh, lends itself towards uh, having some opportunities to, 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 uh, to compete against, it, you know, it, it's different than a tournament, but it, it's still, you know, there's still a lot of pride online and, you know, there's a little hierarchy in play and, and things like that that allow for a, a competitive environment.
2: Now, speaking of which, I guess we can say everything we're talking about mirrors the fact that you also have the women's team. So you not only do you have right. 12, 13 guys, you got 12, 13 young ladies as well,
1: right? Correct, correct. But, but you, know, you have we, your got a,
2: you, you get coaches for each. So you, you kind of, a, you're, you're the CEO.
1: Right. Right. Right.
2: Right. Gotcha. Okay. Um, yeah. Here's a question for you. Last spring, you had to shut it down. Mm-hmm. The conference NCAA tells you, well, all of your seniors have the right for another year of eligibility. Right. But that kind of throws you a curve because you've got incoming freshmen that you've planned to kind of sit down and, you know, here, this guy's going to replace this guy. How do you manage that? And how do you manage it going forward next year? Because you'll have the same situation next year, I believe too.
1: Yeah, I mean, this deal is going to take it's, it's going to take probably more than likely three to four years to play out. Um, I mean, when the NCAA gave everybody an extra year of eligibility, um, it 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 really affected the the twenty one and the twenty two uh, recruiting classes because uh, you know, you know, there there's no you know you know we, we have this year we were allowed to go over the four and a half scholarships. Um, that we're allowed uh, on a yearly basis, but next year we'll be back down to, to that four and a half. So, you know, it, it's a tricky deal. I mean, as it, I said earlier, like some of this stuff's out of our control. Like we're, you know, we're doing the best we can. Hey, we, we you know, we recruit you on the fact that, you know, you know five and six guys we're going to turn over and, you know, some of those guys are back. Um, and, and some of those spots, you know, will, will probably be hard to, you know, hard to get in the lineup for a, for a young guy. Um, you know, so it's, it's you know, we, we try to stress on, hey, listen, you know, we, we're, we're recruiting on the information we have at a given time. Um, you know, we, we anticipated, you know, turning over a bunch of guys. We turned over a few. <laughs> um, you know, the NCAA, um, you know, made a, um, you know, made a rule that um, – I think it was a little, probably a little hasty at the time, uh, and, and probably wasn't uh, as thought out as it probably needed to be. But they needed um, to, but to make a statement, they needed to, 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 you know, put a plug in the dike for, for you know, lack of a better reference. You know, there was a lot of, you know, there was a lot of holes, uh, a lot of flooding going on, so. Um, you know, with emotions and with uh, you know uh, lack of fairness and, and things like that that are that are always difficult conversations. Uh, so the NCAA, um, you know, had to, to plug some of those holes, and this was a, a a way of of kind of throwing a lifeline to to, to some some seniors and and um, you know, like I said, I don't know if it's right or it's wrong, but it is what it is, and and we're just trying to navigate through it the best we can. But it's definitely. Yeah definitely caused some, um, uh, uh, some, some, some difficult conversations per se. You know,
3: well, financially, that's what, went to hurts you guys.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's a considerable amount, you know, we're, we're already in situations where, you know, um, we're cutting, you know, budgets were being cut. Um, you know, we're having to come up with, uh, you know, our department's having to come up with excess money to, to, uh, cover the cost of these, uh, kind of what we call super seniors. And, um, it's um, it it is definitely posting challenges and then and challenging in, all, in an already challenging time. Yeah, it's
2: definitely. Uh, as you look forward to the spring, how has your schedule changed?
1: You know, uh, we've been very fortunate. Um, you know, we host a lot of events at U of Age, so it's kind of allowed us to kind of. Um, maintain some similar um a similar schedule that we would that we would have had in the past what i would say is the teams that are competing are much more regional uh which is kind of a nice deal i mean when when you look at the all-american i mean we're going to have uh you know the majority of the big 12 competing uh in the all-american um which is nice i mean it's going to be one of the strongest fields uh you know in in the spring uh we're going to uh, go back to the Border Olympics uh, down in Laredo. Uh, Cabo has actually moved to TPC San Antonio, uh, so that's going to be a, um, a you know a, a you know a, a, an easy trip for us. Um, alumni trip. Yep, yep. Um, come on down to the JW. It's um,
3: a beautiful we, facility.
1: Yeah, it, it, it's, it's world-class for sure. Um, and then we're going to uh, continue to, to host the event uh, at the Floridian Jim Crane's Club um, down there in, in, in um, Palm City.
4: Better and, alumni, trip.
1: Uh, yep, yep. And then um, we will, instead of Augusta, we will be playing Texas A&M's event just to kind of keep things a little bit more local. Um, And then we'll continue with in in the season with Rice and uh, the event that Rice and I host uh, at Westwood. So it'll uh, it'll be pretty much the same event. Some of the some of the, um, you know, obviously with with San Antonio is not Cabo, but, uh, you know, (laughs) The JW Marriott is nothing to shake a stick at after we've been locked no. up for uh exactly months, no, right? that's uh that's good. Is about
2: uh earlier in our show, we had a great gentleman by the name of Doug Burrow who's the general manager of the wilderness golf course down in Lake Jackson. And he feels that the University of Houston has potentially one of the best incoming freshman classes this year and next he thinks next year, you could have one of the toughest young golf teams in the nation. Now he's a little jaded because his son is part of that team, but (laughs) you have been holding your cards very well. And you've been looking at these young kids. How do you feel?
1: Uh, I am I'm, very pleased with the with the group that we have. I mean, when you look at uh, the guys we have coming back from last year, uh, added to the newcomers we've got this year, it is a very competitive group. Um, we, we've got a very talented uh, young group. Uh, we've got a lot of experience uh, returning. Um, you know, obviously we have to go and play, but in my opinion, this is probably the best team that we've assembled um, at U of H. So it's, it's, uh, it's, it's going to be fun to see these guys compete. And uh, like I said, future's, future's bright. I mean, we, we've got really solid kids that have a lot of ability and uh, that are hungry to, uh, to um, uh, put us in a situation to, to win that 17th national championship.
2: And let's flip it over to the women's. How are they looking?
1: They're looking good. Uh, we, we've got uh, a, a, a kind of a different group, uh, a lot of young girls. Um, you know, we, we've had t- a couple of our girls, were you know, because they were international, didn't come in this fall um we've got a new girl from denmark that's a really really nice player that just showed up um and uh you know it, it's it's going to be fun to see them compete also we we've got um a lot of depth on that side also we've got um you know a couple girls that, that decided to, uh, to to come back and and uh you know stick around so it's kind of kind of the same deal as the guys we got you know, just a, a really you know deep talented group of uh of players and uh we just need the opportunity to go out and showcase that talent
3: yeah well we uh, hope we see you out on the course in 2021 and uh we get back to normal i don't know if it'll ever be back what it was but uh, the new normal and uh yeah. we'll be playing some more golf out there
1: absolutely absolutely
2: God, it's always a pleasure having you on hearing about the u of h program go out go cougs have a great a healthy season and uh We'll be there following you. Uh,
1: okay. Awesome, guys. I appreciate y'all's time and uh, appreciate the opportunity to, to, to talk with you guys. Not
2: Thanks, Jonathan. Please. Thanks
3: for all the great work you do over at UH.
2: Yes. Awesome. Absolutely. All righty. Another great 18 holes today. I want to thank everybody. I'm Smoking Joe.
3: I'm Wally Matt. I'm Bobby Beats.
2: And as we start 2021, I just want to leave you with one thought. God bless America. We're bigger than any individual. We're bigger than any party. Let's be united and stand tall. Thanks, everybody. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each
0: line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? over here. Only at T-Mobile. Get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch.